everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber, and today I want to talk to you about ruminating or when you like somebody new and you just can't get them out of your mind. So much so that it's getting in the way of your sleep, your work, your other connections, and your life in general. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky, and the link for that is going to be in the show notes of this episode. A few exciting things happened recently. One, I hosted the Magnetic Dating Confidence Workshop, and I wasn't sure if we would use the full three hours, but we did, and it was so fun. And I feel like we did a lot of good work too. We went through a coaching process to build confident beliefs and unravel insecurities. I introduced you to three confident dating beliefs that help you glow from the inside out. And then we did a lot of coaching. So a lot of people that I hadn't met before that I'm not currently working with were able to receive coaching and guidance through their various dating questions and situations. So It was so fun. I don't do that very often, but when I do, I really enjoy it. And I actually planned on taking breaks, but I just forgot. So we just went like three full hours without breaks. So thanks to everybody who was a part of that. That was really awesome. Another exciting thing is that I'm currently launching a new group starting Tuesdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. So that's starting in April and it's an evening group. I have a morning group right now. And... Um, For those of you who don't know, it's not just a group program. There's also one-on-one coaching, there's an online course to follow, and there's chat support every single day. So we're in communication all the time, supporting you from going from dating to exclusive. And I know the program is amazing because today one of my clients sent me a message and she said, I'm gutted that I missed (laughs) the group session today. When will the recording be up? (laughs) And I thought that was really funny. But I also thought these sessions are so valuable if people are gutted. That's how I want my clients to feel (laughs) when they miss a call. But of course, it's recorded and you can always catch up if you miss one. So as this episode comes out, there is still time to apply. And there's going to be a link in the show notes below if you're interested in taking this work deeper and creating some transformations in your dating life. Okay, so let's talk about rumination and fantasizing and how sometimes when we first start dating somebody that we're really excited about, we can take these fantasies to a whole nother level where we will be thinking about them for hours and hours and hours and our main activity will be creating these fantasies in our mind. And what ends up happening is that one, we can lose sleep. Um, And that's a real thing. Like it can start to affect your mental health where you're just rolling around in bed, marrying him, having fights with him, (laughs) building a life with him in your mind. And another way that it can affect you is getting in the way of work and feeling like you can't concentrate at work and he's all you can think about. Um, When you're with friends, you're not fully present with your friends or in other activities because, again, you're so lost in this fantasy. And the challenge with this is that, well, one, it affects these other areas of life, but also we start to develop feelings based on who this person could be and based on this fantasy. 
instead of the person who's right in front of us, date two. So this is actually just something that came up in a group session today. And so I know that I struggled with this so much and I know that so many of you probably have had the same experience. So that's why I wanted to bring it up for our podcast today. So the first thing that's really important to understand is that this habit of fantasizing and or ruminating is really pleasurable. (laughs) So noticing how much you get from this habit. It's really the same as indulging in eating an entire pie or cake or something else extremely pleasurable where later because you overindulged, you feel like crap. So when, for example, instead of going to sleep, we start to create these fantasies and this amazing life with this person in our mind, it feels very pleasurable to us. And there's a specific reason. First of all, visualization is really powerful, but this kind of visualization is especially powerful because there's a little bit of truth in it. You're not just imagining some random person that you've never met. You're not just creating some face in your mind. There's a part of it that feels like reality. It's like you can almost taste it. You can almost touch it. You're so close. And that's why in our mind, it can feel really, really pleasurable. And we get a lot of the same feelings of excitement or joy or love or chemistry just from creating these fantasies. And so once we recognize the consequences of like the way that it's getting in the way of our other areas of life, the way it's affecting our mental health and our physical health with losing sleep and um, just getting in the way of our connection with this person because we're not present to who they're actually being up until now, then what we want to do is implement some loving discipline around this. So I had a conversation with a friend who had a really hard time moving on from an ex. And part of that was all of these thoughts and fantasies that would keep popping up in his mind. And so one thing that he shared with me is how he was finally able to move on from that was just noticing when that would come up and talking to it and saying something like, no, no, sweetie, we're not doing that right now. Like, we're not going there. Like, those thoughts around the ex would come up and he would just say, like, you know what? I see you, but not today. Like, we're kind of done with that. So we want to do something similar with this fantasizing and this rumination where that invitation comes up and it's something that feels very pleasurable to do. And you need to have a little bit of discipline to say, you know what, I'm going to use the following strategies to redirect my mind and I'm not going down this road for the next two hours. So before I go into ways of redirecting your mind, what I want you to do is think about how this shows up for you and the specific environments or habits that lead you to indulging in this. So for me, I'll just share some of mine and these are the most common ones of how this shows up for other people. A big way that this would show up is me listening to music and romantic songs and just laying in bed and (laughs) fantasizing and ruminating about things. And that could go a lot of different ways. That could go with romantic, like pleasurable 
ideas and it can also go in the negative direction where it's ruminating and sadness and worrying. And so music is one of those things that really enhances that fantasy or um, when we can be disciplined and not listen to those kinds of songs for a while, at least when we're in this stage, it can help us be more in touch with reality. At least for me, music is just very powerful where it can just kind of sweep me away on a journey if I'm listening to a specific type of song. Another trigger for these kinds of fantasies might be certain kinds of movies where, you know, the Hallmark movies, (laughs) they're not good for this time. You know how after you watch a Marvel movie, you spend the next few hours imagining if you could be a superhero? Or is that just me? (laughs) Well, the same is true for romantic movies. Sometimes when we get really lost in that plot, in that story, it can trigger a lot of these fantasies in our own mind and we start to create those own pictures in our mind and that can lead to indulging in these fantasies. Another way that this can be triggered is when we spend most of the time with our friends talking about this new love interest where we're dissecting every little thing and we start to plan and hope. And a lot of times our friends or especially our family can add pressure to that or they can be feeding these fantasies as well like oh do you think he's the one and it just kind of triggers that where ordinarily you wouldn't have been at that stage yet or thinking in that way yet so that's step one is noticing and avoiding those kinds of triggers so sometimes loving discipline means i'm not going to be listening to these love songs for a little while or watching certain kinds of movies because it's just very triggering and it's creating these fantasies it's creating an environment for these fantasies to come up and those fantasies are getting in the way of my mental health and this new connection so noticing your triggers avoiding those triggers and then you need to give your mind something else specifically to focus on. Because when we're really excited about someone and we have all this space in our mind, that's especially why it comes up when we're about to go to sleep. Because you're just in bed doing nothing, you have all of this space, and your mind is like, you know what would be really pleasurable? Getting married right now. (laughs) So we need to redirect our mind and give it something else to focus on. Now, there are a few ideas. Some of them were my ideas and some of them were from the women in the group. So basically, these are just ways of distracting yourself and redirecting your mind. So before you go to sleep, reading, that's going to be one of the best ways. Of course, not a romantic, erotic novel, probably. (laughs) But reading some kind of book will really help to give your brain a task to do that is not fantasizing and is very literal. Another thing would just be watching TV and watching a movie and making it something light or something that really grasps you um, that, again, is not related to these triggering romantic fantasizing themes. And another great idea from a woman in the group was bedtime stories. So there are podcasts and there are also apps where Um, somebody reads you a bedtime story and it gives your mind something to do and follow along with and I was telling them that with those bedtime stories I always tell myself I'm not gonna fall asleep (laughs) because I want to believe I can't be manipulated in that way but I always fall asleep when I listen to them so 
they're very helpful for redirecting your mind and giving your mind something to focus on that's soothing and that still helps you fall asleep. The woman who brought this topic up, she said, oh, well, maybe I'll meditate. And I said that you could try that, but it might still be too much space for your mind. So unless you're a really great meditator and you can always bring your mind back and you're really good at focusing your mind in that way, and maybe that's even a good way to build that strength, it might be too much space for your mind to just wander off and start those fantasies again. So just remember that your mind will invite you to do this because it's extremely pleasurable and that the consequences of it, as you've probably experienced, aren't really great because it gets in the way of other things. So just know that there might be some resistance from your mind when it's like, hey, let's put on this John Mayer song and imagine walking down the aisle with this person or frolicking on the beach. And you're like, no, let's instead read this nonfiction book about airplanes. (laughs) So you might come up with some resistance to doing that and that's normal and that's where the loving discipline kicks in. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about working together, check out the link in the show notes, and I'll talk to you very soon. Have a great day. Bye.